When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Imagine a year where, howdy partner, welcome to the West, we're doing a bonus battle. Wow-wee! Yippee-ki-yay! What year is that, Sancho? Why, it's 1969, which is a good year, because that's the sex number. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Yeehaw! Comedy. Welcome to the season finale of Oldie But A Goodie, kinda, technically we're continuing the gimmick next year. Hi, my name's Sandro, and I'm on the moon! I'm on the moon, we landed here last episode, it's 1969, it's the end of the year, and ah, what a year it's been. Why, it all started when I got bumped on the head by Zack's time travel ray. And it's been a series of misadventures traveling through time with the orphan, who turned out to be my arch nemesis, Harry Grindle Matthews, who is wrecking time for no apparent reason, just going through time and... And wrecking it, really. I do hate that man, and that's why I'm here on the moon, and I'm gonna kill him. That's my plan. Well, my plan is well, to kill Harry Grindle Matthews. Well, uh, I I think the point was that you kept smashing plates, and it turned out the the thing was he was a plate maker, and he was upset about that. Well, that too, but but he's brought Elon Musk to the the 30s, so I'm gonna I'm gonna kill Harry. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm gonna kill that's, him. Well, that seems drastic, but understandable. And you're a man from NASA. We're on a secret mission here on the. Moon. And uh, just, just before we head out, I've got to say, I respect you, sir. I bet you do, Sandro, my boy. <laughs> oh, that's felt ominous, and I vaguely recognize that voice from somewhere else. But I'm not going to question it because the mission is too important. I'm getting out onto the moon. I'm out here. I'm on, I'm walking on the moon. It's one small step, but it's one big finale for the podcast. All right, <laughs> Harry Grindle Matthews, where are you? I'm on the moon. I'm on the moon. I'm over the moon. I'm technically floating a little bit above the moon, so I'm over the moon. Oh my god, it's young. It's orphan, Harry, as I call you. Uh, hello. Hello. I didn't know that you were here. I thought it was going to be it was going to be adult Harry, not orphan Harry. Oh, uh, sorry. I'll just go get him. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, sure. Oh, oh, what? What's up? What's we're we're busy here. Uh, look, younger self. I know you're very over the moon and at the moment, but like I'm busy right now with the whole thing. You know the plan to destroy Sandro and the podcast and all that. What's I'm I'm a little bit confused actually. Uh, there seems to be a lot of twisting, turning, winding ways uh, this week. Uh, could could you could you uh, give me a little bit of a hint as well, to what okay. I'm meant to be doing? 
Uh, I'm Harry Grindle Matthews. You're also Harry Grindle Matthews, but you're me for the past, and I'm you for the future. There can only be one! <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. We've been over this. There can be multiples quite easily. Oh, okay. There can, can, there can be multiples. <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't be listening to this. This was like a private conversation. Wait, wait. It's Sandro's here. Or, uh, orphan me. Why didn't you tell me Sandro was here? Orphan you? What do you mean, orphan you? Oh, my God. I don't... I I can't be explaining this again to myself. How am I this dense? Hang on. But who's supposed to know... Do you know... Hey, Sandra, do you know that the astronaut is actually your nemesis yet? Or has that not been revealed yet? (laughs) What? Hang on. The astronaut I'm travelling with is Harry Grindle Matthews? Oh, whoops. We spoiled it. Yes, it's me, Harry Grindle Matthews. I oh. was the astronaut traveling with you as well. And that's me for the future and that's me for the past. Bum, bum, bum. Wait, hang on a second. So we've got young orphan Harry Grindle Matthews. So Harry Grindle Matthews from past. We've got present Harry over there. And your future Harry? Yes. We've got the Harry of past, present and future? Yes. We're going to teach you a lesson in a metaphorical sense. Yeah, and you're going to stop being so miserly about <laughs> your savings. <laughs> no, no, that's no? that's not the lesson we're teaching. I know. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, my God, there's so many Harrys on here. Which one do I have to kill? I think if I kill Orphan Harry, then that'll chop the rest of you two off because of time, right? No, 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 don't touch me. Because uh, if you kill... If you kill one of the others, I still have a chance to sprout into someone who is not evil. That's true. And we did spend a lot of time together this year, Orphan. I keep calling you that, Harry. Young Harry. Maybe we've discovered a bond. We did discover a bond. (laughs) A shared love of plates, perhaps? Uh, I'm going to throw this out here. We didn't. We didn't. He's lying right now. Um, I'm him from the future. He's he's a liar. But that's you. I'm from one possible you should kill future. The, you should kill the youngest one. As we know already, you should kill there him. can be multiple. There seems to be a lot of infighting within the Harry Grindle Matthews. It doesn't Look, we seem... don't agree on everything, but we are the same person. <laughs> it's true. There's a lot of inner conflict. P- possibly some issues there that we need to, like, sort out. I can't believe we're arguing on the moon! <laughs> Wait, what are you doing on the moon? What are, like, what are you... Is this all to stop me? You're on the moon to stop me? No, really, I wasn't even thinking about you, to be perfectly honest. I was just thinking that the moon would be a really wonderful place to make a plate factory because of the low gravity. It would mean that if you threw a plate, it would be easier to catch it before it fell. And so you wouldn't break as many plates. That's honestly, that's the honest truth. That's a great idea. That's a really good idea. This kid's a genius. Thank you so much for acknowledging my skills and learnings Uh, my brain is very big right now because of the moon's gravity (laughs) something about how my brain is less (laughs) mass i think so i'm gonna open a plate factory if you don't mind yep you keep going yep all right (laughs) oh and he's just walking off he's just walking off to make a plate factory gonna make some blueprints my idea was to bring you here 
so that we could have our final duel. Oh. And I thought it'd be cool of the moon. Obviously, I've I've brought the rest of me here. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> and uh, the, the, we're going to have a duel, all right? Yes. And a, 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 a classic Western showdown, as I'm sure you're familiar with, because of the whole 19th century being full of Westerns. So I thought it would be a, a fitting end oh. to my nemesis, oh. Sandro Felce. Wait, oh, so you're... You want a Western showdown just like how yes. in the movies because you assume that I've seen... Of course. Westerns are my favorite. Right, because you assume that I've watched a bunch of Westerns. We haven't done any Westerns this year, Harry. Green what? That was the... What? That was my whole plan? How did you not... There was like a good Western every year. How did you not watch one Western? We haven't watched a single one. But, oh but Zach did chose to do two Westerns this year. So I guess maybe if you let him teleport into your mind, we can do the podcast. We'll watch some Westerns. Uh. I'll figure out what a Western showdown is. And then we can have this big Western duel at the end of the episode. Fine. All right, you do that. I'm going to go babysit my past self before he breaks something again. And... And, and we'll be back here in, like, an hour, yeah? Yeah, that, uh, about an hour, two hours. Who knows how long it'll take. It's Christmas. Right, okay. We're probably drinking. Yeah, well, that's fair. You know what? That'll make it easier, even. You know what? That's perfect. Everything's going great. Okay, you do that. I'll be back. Easy done. Cool. All right, well, just let Zach teleport in, and then uh, and we'll do it. <laughs> oh, my God, Zach, you're here on the moon now. Yeah, I'm on the moon. I have no idea of the current plot that's going on. There's a lot of it. I can feel it in the air. It's like a haze. There's a lot of plot, but because people are probably tuning in for the first time, we're not going to acknowledge it for the next hour and a half. Yep, yep. Oh, I'm going to waft that plot away. Do you, know, do you know what's Do you know what's anti-plot, though? Sandro, that will help. Cowboys! No plot here. No plot to be found. You have a good point, and that's why we're going to be doing a bonus battle Western edition. Zach, we haven't had a very good um, track record of reviewing Westerns on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> what what Westerns have we previously done? What's, what? Oh, God. What are, what, are, what are some of the other westerns we've done? Well, last year we did uh, Texas Rangers, which I don't remember Ooh. very well, but I do remember us having to buy that on Google Play and watch it together because it yeah. wasn't available anywhere. <laughs> yeah, Texas Rangers. No, that was pretty bad. That was pretty terrible. We did Crossfire Trail last year. That was that was fine. Oh, yeah. We had that, that long one where the... I think that was Texas Rangers. Maybe. Where they got a group of people and they were just chased after that fucking- That was Texas Rangers, Over yeah. to the Mexican border, and then, like, they had a fight out against the mob boss and Mexicans, and it was, oh. And Usher was in it as well. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> like, it had these great actors in this terrible fucking film. Uh, what other westerns have we done? I'm going. We haven't done a whole lot because we just don't get good ones on the show. Mm, that mm. Is kind of why. And you know what, Sandro? Mm. We did the years. We've just done the years where we could have done all these good westerns because this is the 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 golden age of westerns, and we never did them. Yeah, like I want to say, like late 1940s all the way to probably like early early 70s. That's when westerns were were big, and um, we. We, we did other stuff. <laughs> but now, we're finally going to do some westerns. We did it. We watched some westerns, and it's time to compare them. And I'd say they're a good comparison. I think these are two pretty solid westerns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got a good comparison of 
the main characters being the banditos and the main characters being the non-banditos. Oh, yeah. And the, the main banditos being chased by law authorities and the main characters chasing the banditos. You've got a really good point. We're talking about True Grit. And we're talking about Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, by the way, if you didn't know that. And yeah, you're right. In True Grit, they are kind of like law enforcement trying to find the bandits. And then in in Butch Cassidy, they are the bandits. This is a good point. Yeah, both sides of the same coin. The same Western coin. Flip it in the air, pew, shoot it out of the air. We really should have done the Clint Eastwood trilogy. Yeah. Good, the man (laughs) in the air. We probably should have done those instead, but I'm glad that that we did these two Westerns. And uh, we're going to do some non-spoiler first impressions of both films before we get into the bonus battle, where, of course, there are no opinions. It's only objective facts. Yes, only objective facts. And if you haven't heard a bonus battle before, don't worry. The rules change literally every time. (laughs) Yeah, we just kind of make them up. The rules are that we make them up when we do it. Yep. Every time. Every single time. All right, Zach, what do you want to start with? I feel like True Grit's probably a good place to start. But what do you want to start with? What do you want to start with? Uh, I want to start with the one you named because uh, you chose it and therefore I take no blame for your horrible decisions. That's true. I did choose these movies, but also <laughs> you gave me the idea to do the bonus battle. So technically it's your fault. Anyway. Absolutely. I, we could share blame. Bloody True Grit Zack is a movie that is not the remake with Matt Damon from 2010. Ooh. We're not doing that one. This is actually the John Wayne movie ah. called True Grit. And John Wayne kind of sucks, but he is in a lot of westerns, and he's pretty cool as an actor. <laughs> Whoa. As an actor? Uh-oh. What do you mean, Sandro? What do you mean? What do you mean? John Wayne is uh, just the worst, but he's so fucking good in westerns, though. Like, oh my mm. god. He's just- he looks big. Mm. He just looks big and imposing. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. know how to set, like, how, Yeah. Well, he looks big, and then they gave him an eye patch, which makes him imposing. So, you know, he's he's got the double. Exactly. And in True Grit, he plays a guy called Marshall Rooster Cogborn. But I would say his name's closer to Long John of him on a horse, because this is just mm, Treasure Island. Long, but... Long John Silver! I was thinking that the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he the same actor? No, no. I don't, I don't think John Wayne played him at any point. He, he pretty much only did westerns, but he did do, like... Fucking over a hundred westerns. Or yeah, yeah. Well, he 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 definitely felt like a long John Silver because he talks a bit like that. He does indeed. Which is one of my favorite just characters. Full stop of all time. Yeah, go back to our episode on Treasure Island to check out uh, why Zach likes Long John Silver. It's, it's a plug. We're at the end of the year and we're going on break for a month, so you may as well catch up on old episodes if you if you want. Anyway, it's true. True Grit, Zach. What did you think of this movie? What did you think of this one? Um, I enjoyed it. It was a little long. It was a little long. Yeah. Uh, by little I mean a lot, but, um... <laughs> what do you mean the first 45 minutes could have been 20? <laughs> oh, I uh, could have <laughs> been even 10. 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like, the, I would say the first hour could have been the, you know, 10 minutes, and then we would have had an hour and 10 movie, but it was still pretty good. Uh, I liked the, the villain mm. being a big old piece of shit. I liked the female lead, that she got a more, like role in the movie it's true it's true the characters definitely had to grow on me mm-hmm. at first i was not down with any of the characters really i mean they do all i mean she's not too bad but the rest are kind of the worst <laughs> yeah 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 
Uh, especially uh, the Texas Ranger. We'll get into why. Fucking the beef, that piece of shit. Definitely, I probably enjoyed uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we'll get into that later. But my personal opinion, I definitely didn't dislike this movie. Yeah, it's not a bad movie. Yeah, yeah, By yeah, any yeah. means. And definitely by the end of it, mostly because I think of Treasure Island, mm. that I was like, Long John Silver over here, I was like, I like this guy. <laughs> he's, he's, he, he, I, I like this guy. Yeah, um, yeah, actually, I will give my first impressions, I pretty much agree with you, um, but, uh... I think he carries the film. I agree, yeah. The The general plot of this is, you've got Kim Darby, her dad is shot, and then she's like, I need to find the guy who killed it, so she recruits John Wayne, and they go try and find him, that's, that's pretty much the whole. And that's the premise of the, the film, and then there's a bunch of other people who show up. Um, my thing with this movie is, like, and I'm like this with a lot of westerns, they feel like side quests. Yeah. This movie feels like a Red Dead Redemption 2 side quest that you go on, like, a character's like, my daddy was shot, you gotta help me. And then you go on this adventure. Oh, absolutely. You follow them, you pick up the travelers, you learn their stories, and then, like, the plot sort of finishes up and you go your separate ways, and then they become just an NPC for the rest of the game. Yeah, like, this doesn't feel like a main a main plot, which, I mean- no. Like, and I guess, you know, Westerns were the superhero movies of their time. I'm sure that you could say that about a lot of superhero movies that are coming up now. Oh, absolutely. Um, they feel like side quests, which is fine. You know, side quests are fun, but I don't know. I feel like I wanted a bit more meat here, especially considering this movie's two hours and ten minutes. Oh my, Sandro, keep this PG. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. <laughs> this is not too bad. There's some good stuff in there. I liked a lot of the action. It was pretty good. It's a, it's a cute little adventure. I think if it was shorter, it would have been a lot better. I agree. It would have felt more concise. It would have felt like more exciting, more adventure, right? You know, you get into the gritty. But because it's so long, it's hard to, like, really, like, get in with the film, you know? And it does feel like a side quest in the fact that it it's like an escort quest where it's taking too fucking long. It literally is, yeah. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, though, pretty fucking great. Yeah, let's rate True Great. What would you give it? Oldie or goodie? Um, this is hard because I enjoyed it, but I want to give it a oldie. Mm. But not because it's bad, but because it's his old and it, it suffers from age. It doesn't feel like a modern movie. It feels like an old movie with its old fashioned values. It does feel like an old TV movie that you'd yeah. watch. In fact, I'm pretty sure I caught my dad watching this on TV and I have seen the ending of this before. Oh, because there you go. he was watching it on TV. I swear I've seen parts of this before. So yeah, it is that sort of vibe. If, if this was a standalone movie that we had watched during the year, I probably would have given it a goodie mm. because it's just on that border. Yeah. But this is the end of the year. This is our final episode. This is where the harshness comes out. I hate Christmas, canonically. That's why we're doing Westerns. This is the yeah, exactly. furthest away we can get from Christmas. This episode's going out on Christmas Day, which I find hilarious. And we're doing Westerns, which is very funny. Yeah, fuck your Christmas. But this is where the harsh criticisms come out. And I'm just giving it, I'm giving it an oldie because I'm going to give Butch, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid a goodie. Oh, definitely. And I feel like the parallels between them uh, are a great finisher for this year, you know? I agree. I think that Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid is probably one of the better movies we've done this year. And uh, we could have just done that because True Grit pales in comparison, honestly. Oof. I think I would say that Butch Cassidy has True Grit and the movie True Grit 
It's just got regular gravel. Oh, that's the way it's just it's just regular gravel. No, it's fine. Change um, title, just regular gravel. I want to watch the remake. I haven't seen the Coen Brothers version, but um, yeah, it's got to be better than this. I I I don't know. I don't know if I'll give it an oldie though. No, you could you could give it you could give it a goodie. You could give it a goodie. I just feel like I'm gonna give it an oldie and a goodie for the end of the year. You know, for sure, for sure. I yeah, I feel like uh, Trigger is a bit yeah. It was a bit slow. I think I texted you during it, being like, oh my god, this movie so slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You texted me that. I'm like, it's not gonna be that slow. I watched it. Oh, it is that slow. <laughs> it is that slow. No, it's an oldie for me too. It's an oldie for me too. Okay. Again, not a bad movie, just suffers from time. I mean, it's a pretty good Western. It's a pretty good kind of like the churn in the mount Western sort of movie, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. It's a it's a it's a cut and piece out of their time. Exactly. Whereas Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid feels timeless. What a bloody fucking movie, Zach. So the plot of this one is, there's Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, and they are outlaws, and they gotta run from the law. That's the whole movie. That, yeah, yeah, I was about to say, why, <laughs> they, there's Butch Cassidy, and the, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kids, and they're outlaws. That's it. And then we just watch their shenanigans happen, and it's alright, because uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid have great chemistry. This is a great, this is a great buddy cop movie, except they're not cops, they're outlaws. <laughs> outlaws, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Butch Cassidy's the brains, and Sundance Kids is the brawn. And by brawn, we mean guns, because he shoots things. He's a fucking badass, he shoots people so well. Yep, that's his thing. And they have great rapport, and it's like, this is the thing that Marvel movies are getting wrong at the moment. Marvel movies are making jokes, right? They're trying hard to be funny. Whereas Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid are just two dudes hanging out together. And they keep, you know, throwing shit at each other, you know? They're just, like, jiving. I, 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 would, I, I would argue that the most recent Marvel movie, The Marvels, is just three characters hanging out in space making, making small talk, which I think is pretty good. It's, it's pretty good. Well, that's great. I haven't seen it, so I can't say. But also, Western movies are the superhero movies of their time, and, you know, I, it's a good comparison. I saw Thor Love and Thunder and oh God. Uh, the fucking uh, Sorcerer Supreme, whatever the fucking that movie was. And all the things felt like, here's a joke! You like jokes, right, kids? Here's a joke! And I'm like, no, I liked it when the characters felt real and felt like they were just making dumb jokes together, not at me. Well, it, it's kind of it's kind of funny that you would describe Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid as a movie that's not trying to just do jokes because it is written by William Goldman, who wrote the Princess Bride novel and the movie Whoa! as well. Whoa, he's a great writer. He's a, he's a fantastic writer. And yeah, I think like... His, like, almost parody of Western movies comes through in this. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. kind of a parody, but it's also really artsy as well. Well, I think it's it's less a parody, more a, like a love for, for... Like, he's a fan of Westerns, yeah. right? Yeah. And so he, he has that intimate knowledge of Westerns and therefore can poke fun at Westerns in a good way, I feel. And that's it. It's it's less making jokes and more poking fun. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. It's poking fun, and it's fantastic. This movie is is so fun. The characters are great, aside from the few moments when you're reminded that they're that they're criminals and the kind of the worst. Um, it's 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 
shot really well. I don't know. It's it, it's great. I don't I don't know if they're the worst. They're literally like the pointed out that like they're pretty nice guys, you know. There's one scene. There's one scene where I was like, yeah, yeah. No, there's one. There's one scene, <laughs> but that's a fake out scene. It is a fake that's out the problem, scene. That's the problem with that scene. And that scene, we'll get to it. We'll get to it later. <laughs> that scene, uh, yikes! Ooh, but Big no, yikes! I I think this is like not only is this one of the best westerns I think I've ever watched. Like a lot of westerns I watch, I'm like, that's fine. That's fine, whatever. And then those the ones that I really enjoy are like neo westerns. Like they're 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 more modern westerns. I don't love old westerns. You know what I mean? This is like an old western where I'm like, this is an old western, but it feels new. Yeah, it feels really good. This is it feels timeless. Unlike True Grit, which feels old, this feels like this could have been made today, right? And um, everyone's favorite, uh, Doc Hudson from Cars, the movie. Paul Newman, real good. I like Cars, the movie, and everyone's favorite character, Doc Hudson. I think everyone (laughs) can agree. That's true. But what about everyone's favorite... Alexander Pierce from Captain America the Winter Soldier Robert Redford whoa. as uh, as Sundance Kid. Whoa! Whoa! Yep, he was a Hydra agent the whole time. Whoa! Yeah, whoa! That's crazy that both still acting. But I as soon as I saw Paul Newman was Do- I didn't realize Paul Newman was Doc Hudson <laughs> in Cars. I was like, "What?" <laughs> That's crazy! The guy I just watched is fucking Doc Hudson! That's crazy, dude! Yeah, that was one of the last things he did, I think, was Cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he passed away a couple years after that. Paul Newman in this is fucking great. I love them both. Yeah, yeah, they're they're so good. You've got the- the, you got Paul Hudson as- is the goofy boy. (laughs) Paul Hudson? Paul Hudson. I'm- I'm just- they're the same character in my mind. We're- we're calling him Paul Hudson now. Doc- Doc Newman- he uh he's the funny silly guy and yeah. then you got the Sundance kid and he's the the straight man and they do it perfectly. It's really good. It's great. It's it's so it's so good and they uh and they do shootouts but yeah like the movie it's so the theme of the movie is so strong which is um mm. the westerns are over and yeah you need to move on is kind of the whole point of the movie but also it's also like nostalgic for westerns it's pretty much just red dead redemption 2 but the whole point of that game was hey the westerns are over and you're irrelevant as a cowboy (laughs) yeah 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 it's like one of one of the plot points of these older westerns was the dying that the like killing of cowboys because there was that era of cowboys and the need for cowboys just sort of, like, died out, and so did the cowboys with them. They were a bygone era. And it's it's kind of crazy, that sort of passage of history, where you have, like, things that were necessary at the time. Like horses, back in the day. They were your messengers, your cars, your everything. And nowadays, we can text someone, and they'll get it within, like, three seconds, and we'll take an Uber. Exactly. Like, we don't, we don't need them anymore. It's, it's that passage of time. It's almost timeless, the passage of time, I'd say. I did mention to you before the show that I, I almost felt like these were two established characters. Mm, you did say that. Who had their own series beforehand. Yeah, you were like, is is this a sequel to something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it felt like the ending movie to a, like, TV series, right? You know what I mean? I get what you mean. But I think that was just because they they did this movie so well. I think that's because, like... 
Yeah, like, westerns were so popular at the time that they didn't really need to set up characters because you you know the archetype yeah 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 oh absolutely absolutely i'm just saying i think it was i think it was uh uh good yeah i think it was a boon to this movie um that i i wanted there to be more you know yeah yeah yeah. and also like this movie is only like an hour 50 i could have watched this for so much longer yeah 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 it's only like 10 15 minutes Less than True Grit, but it felt way less long. Yeah, True Grit feels long and like you're watching three episodes of a TV show just long and slow. Whereas this one feels like a bloody film, let me tell you that much. (laughs) We don't like it long and slow, we want it thick and hard. It's true, it's true. (laughs) Just like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, they are definitely gay whoa <laughs> no Sandra you're putting gay people into my films again no that is like going into this movie the only things I knew about it was that everyone thinks that they love each other oh yeah it's definitely a bromance yeah I don't see it being a romantic romance I see it as a yeah, yeah, you yeah. know as a friendly platonic not like not like Calamity Jane Calamity Jane <laughs> yeah. now that now that's a queer movie this one yeah. not so much not so much Look, I'll get, I'll give I'll give you Calamity Jane. You know, I'm uh, I'm not going to fight you anymore in Calamity Jane. But yeah, this uh, this one like I'm going to say they have a wife, you know. <laughs> like they share a woman, which is very odd. We'll get to it later. Well, they they don't they don't share it entirely, you know. It's a goodie. We're done. We're done. We're done with non-spoiler. We're giving this a goodie. We talked about this like twice as much as True Good already. It's true. It's true. It's let's, true. Let's let's move on. I agree. This is a goodie for me. Uh, one of my favorites of the year. Probably like four and a half stars from me. Like almost five, except for one scene that we'll get to. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's fair. Yeah, this is definitely a 4.5. I would rate True Grit like a three. Yeah, I agree. Uh, True Grit is a three. Which normally threes could get into the goodies, mm. but um, threes are borderline for me. And so I, I dunk it with the oldie. And yeah, like True Grit, it was remade. There is a sequel to True Grit starring John Wayne. He hangs out with like some old lady or something and they they do stuff. Butch Cassidy, it's got a prequel that came out at some point. Ah, there you go. In the in the late 70s. See, I told you people want more. But they are remaking it. <gasps> the Russo brothers behind The Winter Soldier, what? behind Infinity War, what? behind Endgame, behind Community, <laughs> they are doing an Amazon TV show uh, based on this. Oh, that's fucking epic. If it's if it's as good as this movie, I'm going to watch that show because this movie pretty good. Yeah, and the guys that they've cast is like one of the guys from Bridgerton and the D&D movie, and then also Glenn Powell, who just looks like the whitest American guy ever from Top Gun Maverick. I guess he's probably Butch Cassidy. I'm like, this is... This is pretty good. I'm 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 excited to see where this goes. Glenn Powell does give me either of them vibes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He could he could do either of them, I feel. I think uh I think uh, it's pretty good. Uh it's goodie for Butch Cassidy. And that's where we throw opinions out the window. They're out of here now. Bye opinions. Yep, all right. Get out of here. gone. Yep. Sorry, let me pick up my opinion. Oh, I dropped it. Sounded like a plate smashing. Whoops. It did sound like a plate smashing. That's correct. Well, hello there. My name's Selly McSeller. I'm an American, and I'm here to wish you a happy new year. Just kidding. I'm also here to sell you patreon.com forward slash oldie but a goodie pod. 
Do you want to support Sandro and Zach through their podcasting adventures? Head over to patreon.com forward slash oldiebuddygoodypod and get bonus episodes like Friday the 13th part 7. They reviewed it. Here's a clip. We've got Melissa. She's the rich one. I called her Princess Diana in my notes because she looks like Princess Diana. Not saying Princess Diana's mean. I'm just saying that what she was wearing looks very similar to something Princess Diana would wear. I'm going to hit you with a what the fuck, Sancho. That's fucked up. And then the other characters... Whoa, 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 whoa. Before we move on, for you saying something even worse than before, I want you cancelled on Twitter for saying that that character was Princess Diana. That guy with... She looks like she's dressed like Princess Diana. I don't know what to say. They're a bitch character. She's the rich bitch. I guess. But I don't like saying that, so I'm calling her Princess Diana. Rich bitch. Yeah, no. Instead, you're insulting the name of Princess Diana. Our beloved monarch our true queen our beloved monarch no monarchs are beloved but she was one of the good ones it's true (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that was such a great clip and you can head over to patreon.com forward slash oldie buddy goodie pod to get every single friday the 13th review including that one of number seven it's spooky ooky and i'm selly mcseller I'm an American. Oh, by the way, head to Patreon. You can also get ad-free and bonus episodes of the main show. That's crazy. And one bonus episode a month. Sometimes two if they're doing a special event. It's fucking amazing. Oh, I swore I should have done that. Yeehaw! It's time for us to use objective facts to find out which is the better cowboy movie. Um... We're, we're cowboyness. We're going to rate them on cowboyness, I feel, right? We are going to rate them on cowboyness because every single category that we're going to be doing it starts with the word cowboy. Now, Zach, if you haven't heard of Bonus Battle before, here's what we do. We've got two movies. Mm-hmm. we got no opinions. Zero opinions. We've only got true facts. Only true facts. We're going to bring up a category. We're going to discuss the category. We've got to come up with a rating out of five for the uh, for each movie in that category. Now, Zach, are we coming up with a rating together or are we both separately rating this? Uh, I like it when we come together. I feel like uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, you know, they're a team. They're a buddy cop. It's they, true. they come up with the things together, right? They definitely so I, would have been podcasters if they were podcasters <laughs> around the 1800s. They would, be, they would be, they'd be film bros. Just like. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, they're definitely film bros, 100%. Absolutely. Um... So, uh, I say we come up with them together as a, as a team, as a, as a bandido team. I like it. I like it. And we should also say complete spoilers, spoilerino, spoilerino, as we get into this bonus battle. I would recommend going and watch, uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, and then maybe True Grit, if you really want to, probably just watch the one with Matt Damon. Yeah, just watch the remake with Matt Damon, where he plays the worst guy in the original movie. Nice! <laughs> as soon as he showed up, as soon as LeBeef showed up, I was like, is that Matt Damon? No. And then I was like, no, it's not Matt Damon. But then I was like, wait, is that who Matt Damon plays in the remake? And it is, which is very funny. Anyway. That's um, funny. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Let's get into the bonus battle with... Cowboy plot. Ooh, cowboy plot. That's a good category. That's a good category. We've got to rate the plot out of five. Yeehaw. Cowboy plot. Which movie do you want to start with, partner? I don't know. Which movie do you want to start with? Uh, let's do True Grit. All right, True Grit. Plot-wise, you got you got young girl, dad dies from piece of shit. By the way, I like the villain in this one. I love the villain in this, yeah. 
He he is just a piece of shit. He's just a like he has zero redeeming qualities. <laughs> he does. But he feels almost realistic in how he just like says he's just unlucky. Mm. He's like that guy, it's like, oh I'm so unlucky. Oh, I'm so it's it's not fair on me specifically as he's going around like people are like generously letting them into his ha- their houses like giving him shelter giving him food you know all this thing and then he like shoots them <laughs> and then people get mad and go after him and he's like oh why are you mad at me i'm so unlucky all these people are after me it's so unlucky and i'm like shut the Someone shoot this guy. Fuck this <laughs> fuck this fucking guy. And then they do. And I'm like, ooh. Yeah, no. I-, I liked him as just the worst. I also liked the the bad, bad guy of this movie, which is Lucky Ned Pepper, which is who the bad guy hides out with. He was really cool. I liked mm. him. Lucky Ned Pepper. Oh, yeah, with his little, like, shot lip. That was pretty cool. Look, the plot of True Grit is... The plot's good. The problem is it's so long. The problem is it's just stretched out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, you you spread it too thin, you know? Yet the real meat is like spread out. It's like eating a sandwich and every three bites you just get piles of salad and then one bite out of the 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 four you'll get some actual meat in it you know for sure like i liked a lot of the action set pieces i thought they were cool particularly one with a cabin that was really fun Mm, um but in terms of the plot yeah nothing really happens it's 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 mostly horseback riding yeah um and like b plot because they have this whole scene with hanging that whole scene with hanging didn't need it in the film wasn't necessary just took up screen time for no reason I did like the whole female lead, though. Yeah, but that goes under acting and characters, I think. Yeah, yeah, again, yeah, 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 absolutely. But um, it being a female lead is part of the plot, I would say. You I, know, yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. The plot is that she loses her father and she personally goes after it and she bullies people into try. you know, but she's like a girl, you know, young girl, and they're like, what What do you mean? We don't expect anything from you. We're men. And then uh, and then she uh, is like, nah, fuck you. I have a gun. I'm gonna shoot you, idiot. Bang. Oh my god, her gun is so fucking funny. It's so big. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I I agree. I think, um, you know, and it's interesting as well that, that like, this is a movie with a, with a, a uh, young woman playing the lead character, particularly a cowboy m- movie, particularly a John Wayne cowboy movie, because he was very conservative. It's mm. very interesting that this was made at all. But I think that she's a really good character. I agree. I wonder how, because this is based on a book, I wonder how old she is in the book compared to the movie. You know what I mean? Because I think in the, I think in the remake, she's meant to be like 10. Oh. I feel like maybe a two, I don't know, a 2.5. I I give it a two point five. I give it a two point five. Because the, the plot itself isn't too bad. The problem is it's stretched out. Because yeah. you just got like you essentially just got the law enforcement going after some bandudos, and they have some like problems, you know? Yeah. And it's just like there's a lot of fluff. And if they took out the fluff, this would be a great film. But it's a little too much fluff. But otherwise, it's pretty good. Ah, uh, but Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid is also not much. There's not. There's not much plot. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a. There's a bit of fluff as well. It's not fluff. It's. 
I w- I'm. It's a little fluff. Not not a, as much as True Grit. That's for sure. Not as much. Not as much. Um, but I think it's just the 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 plot of cowboy movies doesn't matter, so they don't bother too much with plot. What do you mean they're also doing that with superhero movies at the t- uh, in current what? days? Well, it doesn't. The plot doesn't matter. Um, what? Yeah. So they, uh, Butch Cassidy runs a gang, and with the gang they rob. The same train twice. Well, they rob banks and then trains. And well, then... yeah, yeah, yeah. They mainly do banks, but they're like, we should do trains. And they do trains, and it's very funny, and we'll get to that later. But because they've robbed the same train twice, the guy who owns that particular train sends all the best lawmen after these two. And then they just got to run around for ages. Yep, that that's the plot. I mean, they do go to Bolivia and then get famous again by robbing banks. Yes, which is very funny. That whole sequence is so fun. I loved how, like, they walk into a bank to go and rob it, but they just don't speak the language. So they're like, oh, we'll we'll come back in, like, a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. It was great. It is good. But, like, plot-wise, it's also pretty loose. But here's the thing, though. I feel like True Grit is too long for the amount of plot it has. Yes. Whereas Butch Cassidy takes its time... Well, I feel like it's not carried by the plot, though. No. I feel like the plots are actually pretty similar in their um, plotness. It's true. But I prefer Butch Cassidy, so I'm going to rate this a three, I reckon. How about you? What do you think? Do you agree? Oh, 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 I'll give it a three. I was thinking of giving it a 2.5, to be honest. Okay. Tying them up on the old, uh, on the old plot. Because thinking about it, thinking about it, there is a bit more complications, I feel... Because the plot changes in uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Because first they start, the plot is trying to get money by robbing things, right? But then the plot changes because they're getting chased now. And so it's like the plot moves on. Whereas I feel like in the plot in True Grit is like it's one plot and they just keep going with that. But also the plot of Butch Cassidy is also the westerns are over and you you need to stop doing this. That's kind of yep. in the plot itself whereas True Grit doesn't have anything extra going on really. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So I'll, I'll definitely give it a 3. I'll definitely give it a 3. But is that plot or just good writing? <laughs> I mean it's just good writing. It's the guy who did Princess Bride, so it's pretty it's pretty good writing. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't think that counts as plots, so we'll just put that as three. All right, the next category is Cowboy Acting Partner. Cowboy Acting. Cowboy Acting. Yeah. True Grit. John Wayne's pretty good. Yeah, John Wayne's pretty good. Uh, The girl did her best. She's fine. (laughs) Yes, which makes her fine. She was doing her best, and I appreciated it. I liked her most of the time. There were a couple of scenes where I think she was just acting too young. Well, that's that's the thing, right? If you look at her and look at all the young actors, they kind of acted like that, which is they're weird. I don't know what it is. It's like the child acting or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, I'm looking here. She was 21 and the character's meant to be 14. Wait, she was 21? She was 21, yeah. Oh, she felt like 16, 17. She was meant to be 14? Because I thought she was 16. That was my my guess as to her age. I think she's pretty, like, she, uh, when she's acting, 
by herself, it's not great. When she's acting with John Wayne, it's actually kind of good. They've got a good, they've got good chemistry. Yeah, they've got good chemistry. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, whereas, obviously, John Wayne's pretty good. I love when he's acting drunk. Yes. This is very dumb. Yes. She tries to argue with him, and he's just kind of dumb. I don't know if it was realistic, but it was very dumb, so it was funny. It was funny. I liked Glenn Campbell as LaBeouf, too. I thought he was good. He's actually a country singer. He wasn't an actor first. Ah. Um, so I think he does a really good job at playing a pretty gross character. I, I liked him in this. I liked um Robert Duvall as Ned Pepper, the main bad guy. And also Dennis Hopper is just randomly in this. He plays the kid. Mm. Um, the one of, uh, I think he's the kid who's killed by his friend or something like that. Oh, I liked the guy, the chicken man, because um, Ned Pepper has his group of outlaws and one of them just keeps making chicken noises. Oh, yeah. There's one outlaw that just makes animal noises because they're insane. That's good. But they can shoot well, so they're tolerated. Um, I'm going to probably, uh, I don't know. What do you think? I'll give it like a three. Yeah, three is good. You know, they're pretty endearing characters, um, except for one. Yeah. Um, they better be if you're spending this much bloody time with them. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, Doc, what's his name, and the the Hydra guy, they're pretty great. <laughs> Doc Hudson and Hydra guy. They're both excellent. They're great in this movie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, both of those, two lead actors, both amazing. Both carrying the scenes in. And... I liked I liked the the female actress as well. She doesn't get a main role, unlike the other one, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah, um, Catherine Ross is her name. I think the problem here is she is a woman in a western movie. Yeah, and that's how she's written. Yeah, so she doesn't really have a character, but oh, she has she has more of a character than most, I'd say. There's there's that random train conductor that comes back. That was pretty good, but he he he's only in the movie twice. Oh my god, apparently um, one of the guys at the start of the movie, because it opens with the Sundance Kid playing cards, one of the guys at the very start of that movie was Sam Elliott, who we've done- Oh yeah, Sam Elliott. He Elliot. was like the original ghost writer in that- in that, Yeah, yeah, in that, yeah. He's in this, that's kind of funny. Sam Elliott's really good. He's a great actor, it's funny that he was an extra in this. Um, I think it's pretty consistently good, uh, but obviously the main two are great, and then everyone else is just really good in the supporting roles. You know, ah, absolutely. All the all the supporting roles were really like for their for their like one scenes, mm. pretty great. I liked the uh, the sheriff of the town who's like, oh, you guys fucking king. All right, tie me up. You can find the stuff over there. Oh, here we go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think he like used to be a sheriff, and then like now he was mayor, sort of like. The old, like, he knew the guys. Yeah, yeah, that was great. That was a great scene where he's like, all right, I told you fellas not to bother me again. We had a deal. Ah, oh, you fucking idiots. All right, tie up my wrists. There's some cloths in that drawer over there that you can gag me with. You fucking idiots. You're going to get yourselves killed. You should have pulled out of that game long ago. And now you're going to have to pay the price. I mean, uh, a four, maybe four point five. So just just the two two main actors, they're they're great acting. I I would give a four point five. Yeah, four point five. I'm, I'm gonna give it a full four point five because yeah, they carry the movie, and it's like watching these. I'm like, damn, I wish Marvel movies were a bit more like these at the moment. You know, 
Yes, I will keep shitting on Marvel. Fuck them. That's fair. The next category, True Grit might be able to get some points here because it's Cowboy Action, partner. Ooh, Cowboy Action. The bloody shootouts and True Grit. It's pretty good. I liked it. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good action. I like the uh, the cabin scene where um, Wayne Johnson over here he um, he uh, gets the uh, Texas Ranger to put his like coat over the top of the chimney, which starts to smoke them out. Yeah, that was so good. And so it forces them to either come out shooting or uh, when they're like blinded, pretty much, or surrender. And then uh, yeah, so they surrender and they capture them. That was great. I liked that whole sequence. I liked the, um, there's like a, another shootout that that happens just after that as well, which was really, really solid. I like the fact that, um, every time they have a conversation, they're like, there's like 50 rangers out here. Oh yeah. And every time. Every, every time a conflict happens and the bandits are like, who are you? And it's like, there's 50 rangers. All the bandits, every time that's said, they're like, nah, there isn't. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. It only works one time. And I think it's when John Wayne's like, yeah. I'm probably lying, but do you want to risk it? Like, you're going to die in a cabin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he plays that card, which is like, ooh, got him. Yeah, I liked the scene where um, Matty is the main character's name, and she's like, as she confronts the main bad guy, and she's like, mm. well, you better surrender, because there are, there's 50 men behind me. And he's like, no, there's not. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I liked, I liked that he didn't think she would shoot him. That was great, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that whole standoff there, and he's like, Oh, what you gonna do, kid? Oh, man, I'm so unlucky! You shot me! I'm so... I'm so sad! Why are people so mean to me? I'm so sad. I didn't think you'd do it. I didn't think you'd do it. Why are you so mean to me? I'm so sad. I'm the main character of my story. Yeah. I'm like, fuck this guy. Shoot him again. (laughs) I quite liked her gun too. You know, if we're talking about action, we we got to mention her gun, and it's a fuck off massive pistol. Yeah, yeah. That every time she fires it, she's just sent backwards because of the fucking power of that thing. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, that was a funny plot gun. And the final action set piece is great. You've got um, John Wayne versus Ned Pepper. That was pretty fun. Ooh, yeah, the whole thing where there's like four v one. Yeah, that was pretty great. That was great. And also, they used shaky cam in that action scene. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that, but they used, like, shaky cam, which is maybe the first time we've seen it this year? Maybe? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That scene's pretty silly, because you have literally, like, uh, two other main characters watching while uh, he 4v1s. And 4v1s with guns, uh, somehow he wins without getting shot. Like, what? Yeah, it's because it's John Wayne. It's John Wayne. He can't. He can't ever lose. He has the power of plot armor, and therefore doesn't get shot by four people. They all miss. They don't even. They don't even, don't even hit him once. They don't even damage him. It's like that's very silly. But the final action scene that's probably the the, the most important is where uh, she falls down into a hole. There's a snake in the hole. The bad guy also ends up down there. He dies. And um, they got to get her out of the hole where there's snakes and skeletons. That was a pretty good sequence, I thought. That was really good. Yeah. That was quite tense, quite... It was very silly, but it was, you know, it was, it was pretty fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the movie's plot is very silly in this. Uh, but I think it's... I, 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 think it, I think the actions are really solid throughout the whole film. I'm feeling a four. Four? 
yeah, I was feeling a 3.5, but I'll make it a, I'll give it a 4. Let's give it a 4, you know? Where, when there's action, the action's good. Yeah, there's not much action, but when there is action, it's pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and also, uh, Matt Damon dies, and it's great. Um, yep. Butch Cassidy action. We'll get to that in cowboy characters. <laughs> Butch Cassidy's action, though. Fucking phenomenal. Oh, absolutely. Great stuff. You got some great shootouts. Yep. You got great uh, plans mm. executed. Yeah, like all the train scenes are really funny, but also have great explosions and great like- Yeah, blowing, great blowing up some safes. Yeah, everything in Bolivia is great. Like all the action yep. scenes where like they try to go straight, but then they're ambushed by bandits. That was great. The final shootout is fucking incredible. Wow, what a what a great ending. So good, so good. It's just solid cowboy action the whole time. You know, it's no the good, the bad, and the ugly. I think that's kind of like the benchmark for good cowboy action stuff. But this is like just a step slightly below that. But I think it's uh. I think it's pretty excellent. Plus, this movie's not about the action, though. It's, just, it's not about it. Yeah, yeah. It's not even about the action, and it has good action. Yeah. The long montage where they're robbing banks and yeah, yeah. constantly getting chased by police. That was great. Yeah. I like when um, Sundance shows off his shooting skills. We see that at the start of the film. Yeah. And uh, later on as well. It's funny, because a lot of their action is not really action. They're running away. Yes. They do a lot of running away. That's true. So I don't I don't know if that goes against the film. Cause it's not an action film, so but it has action in it. Yeah, that just that final shootout though, where like Sundance Kid just fucking kills like ten people. Yeah. I don't know how realistic it is, because they are based on real people. But um it, it was a great shootout. I'm feeling pretty high. Four point five, maybe even five. I give it a 4.5, because yeah. if you're saying the good and bad, the ugly is the benchmark, that must be 5, right? That, that, that That's probably a 5, yeah. And this would be a 4.5. Cowboy characters. Cowboy characters. Cowboy characters. Uh, True Grit. Ooh. Ooh. So, Maddie Ross is the only character who's got any depth. Mm. She She kind of goes on a journey, but also, does she? I don't think so. It's like a revenge story. That's about it. I think. Uh, I think the 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 eye patch guy. He 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 has a little bit of depth, you know. Kinda. He's a bit mean. Yeah, that's his whole point. Was he was like big tough guy, but then he's like, actually, I like this kid, you know. Yeah, I actually do like this kid though. Actually, because he starts off with being, you know, a bit of a jerk, but then uh, he's like, hey, I actually like this kid. Because you have that turning point where she follows them, right? Mm. And the Texas Ranger's a big piece of shit. But he's like, ah, you know what? This girl can come along. Fuck it. You know, that's his, like, character arc there was, it's not a big one, but his whole, like, I don't like this girl into, actually, I do like this girl. That was his thing. Uh, the problem with this movie is that said Texas fucking Ranger. Fucking LeBeef. I call him Mr. LeBeef. Look. The problem here is, I don't know if the movie wants you to like him or not. No, it does. It wants you to like him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, Sandro. That's the whole point of the the whole, like, death scene, is it's all tragic, right? When he dies. Yeah, and, like, he tries to be, like, they, yeah, they, they get a weird friendship, him and, him and Maddie. Yeah. But he's just the fucking worst. There's a scene where he spanks her with a twig, purely because she wants to ride with them. Yeah. And- it's, it's it's awkward. I don't like it. It's it's bad. Yeah. This whole time I was like, this is a weird scene that I don't 
Arno, what's going on? Which makes the other guy more endearing where he's like, stop spanking her, you're enjoying it too much. Yeah, and I'm like, what? what's going on? There's so many scenes where he's like, if you weren't 14... I'd be smooching you on the lips. I'd, I'd be, be doing that. And I'm like, this guy Ooh. fucking sucks. This guy's the worst. He he aged the film a hundred years just by him existing. If he was meant to be a bad guy, then that's great. If he's like meant to be like a corrupt law guy or something, if you're not meant to like him, great. You know, it works. But you are meant to like him, so. No, you're definitely meant to like him, Sandro, because they, the whole thing is like, the characters are flawed. Both him and the Texas, the, the the Texas Ranger and the the law enforcement guy. They're not good people. Yeah. But throughout the film, you grow to like them, sort of thing. That's their whole point, right? Is like, and they grow to like each other as like a group, right? As a team. Yeah. That's that's the whole point of the film. The problem is, Texas guy is bad. Yeah. And his character's aged very poorly. And uh, it's it's hard to like him when he's a big piece of shit. Exactly. I would also even go far as to say that like John Wayne's character in this, he he's a he's fine. Like yeah, he's kind of a bad guy. He's a bit aggressive and and whatever. But like by the end of the movie, you're meant to buy that she is like you don't have anyone. You know, you don't have anyone. So how about when you die, you get buried right next to me and my dad. And I'm like, I don't believe for a second that their friendship is strong enough for that. Oh, I do. I don't know. I just didn't buy it. I I buy it. I bought it. He'd like charge four guys for them. He came back for them. You know, he didn't need to do that. You know, he defended her and they went on this journey together and he saved her life. He did save her life. But like, I don't know. Like he was mainly doing it for the money. I don't know. Yeah, but also, like, it's just chucking a dead body in a grave next to her. It's not that big a deal, I feel. Like, sure, it's important, but, like, I feel like it's a nice gesture. At that point, they're both dead, right? So who gives a shit, right? That's true, I guess. I don't know. I was just like, eh, I don't don't know. That's the bit you didn't buy into this film. This is the the crux of the film. This is this is the turning. You were like, I don't believe this shit. You know what? This shit's all fake. No one would allow themselves to be buried next to an old person. Fuck that. No, that's when I was like, this this movie. You know, westerns are very historically accurate. You know, uh, yeah. all westerns are all westerns. That's exactly what the old west was like. But absolutely, I don't buy it for a second that the 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 these two are friends. I don't buy it. <laughs> I don't buy it. Well, I, an aficionado of Treasure Island, mm. who have seen many Long John Silver and uh, young uh, Hawkins getting their, their friendship throughout the films where two two sides of a different sides can become friends, you know, I can believe that they are actually friends. And I think the Texas man is a piece of shit. Uh, I'm going to rate these characters like a three. Oh, man, we haven't even gone through all the characters, though. Like, I've I got a couple more to mention before you rate it. Like, the guy who to, who sells her some ponies. He was pretty good. I liked him. That's a side character. Don't care about him. How about General Sterling Price, the cat? Yep. That's a good character. How about the Asian stereotype, Sandro? Yeah, what the fuck was that? <laughs> John Wayne lives with this old 
the Chinese guy and I mean it's not it's not bad it's not the worst stereotype he just uses chopsticks and she goes whoa chopsticks <laughs> that's pretty much it which is funny because the other guy is using his hands mm. so it feels like it feels like that scene was just to emphasize how uncivilized that <laughs> other guy is yeah which is pretty great uh I, what did you say three yeah I gave it a three because uh, like I liked the villain being a big piece of shit. He was just like, he felt sorry for only himself. Yeah. Even at the start of the film, when he just shot the guy who employed him because he wanted to go shoot some people. And then and then later on, he's just, he feels zero remorse for his actions. I'm like, yeah, fuck this guy. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. I was glad when he died. I agree. I liked the villains in True Grit. I think a bit more than the main characters, even. I think they're actually kind of better written. Um, Yeah, I think a three is good. Butch Cassidy, I mean, the two leads are great. They're great. Butch Cassidy's great. Mm-hmm. Sundance Kid's great. They don't really have that much depth, but also they're just kind of plain archetypes of the cowboys for the purpose of the movie. I think Etta is her name. She's good. She's a good character. She's got some good moments. Um, she is just a woman in a Western, so doesn't have a whole lot to do, but she's there. And every other character um, had kind of small moments, but even though most of the other characters are only in the movie for like five minutes each, and some of the characters aren't even shown on screen, they're just talked about, it's still excellent. For example, all throughout the movie, they're being chased by some sort of suicide squad. <laughs> and on the, the suicide squad, you've got the Native American tracker, you know, you never see him, but you know everything about him, and he's pretty cool. The only time you, like, see quotation marks him is from a long distance away. Yeah. Where, like, he, like, gets off his horse and, like, looks at the ground, but you can't even see him. You can't even see what he's doing, really, but you understand and know what's happening. Exactly. The same with the guy in the white hat, who's just following them, them around it's literally all you do is see him from a long distance way and you can recognize him because he has a white hat you got a white hat and i just love the fact that the, the whole movie is just them being followed by a group of people and it's very scary it's just very scary anyway i think like all the characters in this while they don't have that much depth mm-hmm. they're very well written characters what do you think five out of five that, that's it. That's my only opinion on this. Five out of five. I guess there's no bad characters, so... Exactly. Well, exactly. Fuck it. <laughs> Why not? No, uh, that's my one contribution. Five out of five. No objective facts. Uh, you know, only objective facts. No opinions. Mm. But Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kids, they're such great characters. They're, they're, they're like jiving between each other. And again, there's no bad characters. I love the side characters. Like that old man that they get to like distract the law enforcement as they come in. Oh, that was so funny, yeah. I liked all the side characters. You got the mayor of the, this, this town. He's trying to rally up the people to go and go and capture uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and failing while Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid are like a roof away, you know, just watching this rally to try and capture them. Meanwhile, a salesman just pops up and it's like, hey, well, seeing as you can't, uh, get this crowd to do anything. I'm just going to use this limelight to show off my new invention that I'm selling. I'm going to sell my bicycles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think every character in this is just thought through. Even Mr. Harvey Logan, who takes over the gang for like one scene. Yeah. He's great. And that guy, 
He's Gorn. He plays the Gorn yeah. in that one episode of Star Trek where they yeah. they wrestle. Yeah. He's good. Anyway, I just, I just wanted to mention that it was him. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. He's he's great because he's in only like one scene of that film. Yeah. But his whole thing is like he's tried to take over the gang. Butch Cassidy is like, you're not taking over the gang. And he's like, well, you said any of us could challenge you. And he's like, well, I didn't expect any of you to actually do it. Um, and then they have this, like, knife fight where Butch Cassidy tricks him by going, so what are the rules? And he's like, there's no rules in a knife fight. Um, and then Butch Cassidy's like, okay, and kicks him in the nuts. Exactly, yeah. And then Butch Cassidy's like, so why did you guys go with him? What, what made, uh, you guys get convinced, you know, that he would make a good leader? And he's like, and they're like, oh yeah, he uh, came up with this plan to go uh, rob this train. And Butch Cassidy's like, wow, that's a great idea. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is such a great scene. It's so good. Anyway, uh, not biased. Five out of five for characters. All right, let's speed through the next few. We've got Cowboy Friendshipness. Both movies are about unlikely friendships. In True Grit, I don't even buy the friendship. I don't even fucking buy it. It's fine. It's not even a father-daughter relationship. It's just... I hired you. You, you, we're kind of friendly towards each other. That's all it is. I'm giving it a two. Ooh, okay. I'm giving it a two. I don't buy the Texas Ranger friendship. I think that one fails because he's a big piece of shit. Yeah. But I get the whole, like, going on an adventure and growing, like, closer together. Like, he literally saves her life. And they're, they're both endearing characters. The, the the eye patch guy and the kid. So I'll give it a two point five. I'll I'll raise it up to a, a point five. All right, all right, all right. Like they 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 go on the journey. They do the motions, right? So I'll allow them to have a bit of friendship. Uh, and then for Butch Cassidy, I I think you buy into their friendship. You know, from the get go. Oh, absolutely. They have one of the most organic friendships I've seen of any of the movies this year. Yeah, and I th- I like how at the start of the movie, I-, I think it's just after the first train heist, they're like, uh, they're talking, they're talking, and they tell each other what their actual like names are. And slowly they're actually learning stuff about who they are outside of their outlaw persona just during the whole movie. And I thought that was really cool, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they talk about joining the Spanish War. Mm. And then he let- slips his real name, and he's like, what? What did you fucking call yourself? And he's like, oh, yeah, that's my real name. And he's like, oh, well, this is my real name. There you go. And they, like, they grow closer, even though they already feel so close. I, like, I'm going to highlight my one of my favorite scenes from the movie where um, Sundance Kid and the girl bang. And then next morning, uh, Butch Cassidy takes her out for a bike ride. Yeah, this was a weird scene. <laughs> I'd say both the montages in this film are... The weird points of the film, though, like, why does this film have montages? I don't really know. Well, the montage in this one, though, the bicycle montage is like a throwback to 1920s vaudeville, yeah, like, yeah, slapstick yeah. Like, comedy. I, I get why they're in. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. And like the the non audio, like he crashes into the bullpen and then he has to pedal out while the bull's chasing him. That was so funny. The the zoom on the bull's <laughs> eyeball was the funniest moment in the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's very silly. It's very cute. But after that, they come back and she's like, "Oh, Butch Cassidy." Maybe if we had met first, maybe we could have been lovers sort of thing. And then they kiss. And then Sundance kids come out and it's like, 
what's going on here? And then that's the movie's like, oh no. And then Butch Cassidy's like, I'm stealing your girl. And he's like, ah, take her. <laughs> yeah. Because they're in a weird throuple where they're not really in a throuple, but they are. That's what's going on here. That no, because they're they're in a bromance. They're in a bromance. So he trusts him and and he's like. Well, Lant, you were romantic, you know. You're so, and I was like, that's the funniest scene in the film. That, that's great lines. I think the friendship here is, you know, it's pretty good. And uh, I would even go so far as to say they start off as work friends and then become actual friends by the end of the movie. Uh, I don't want to give this a five out of five again because I already pushed a five out of five. But maybe we go back, give that a 4.5 and I give this a five out of five. I'm happy to do that, or I'm oh, um, I'm also happy to just give this a 5 out of 5 straight, and, and I've done it, I've put it on the board, you can't take it back. That's fine, that's fine, as long as this is, like, I feel like their friendship is what, through the power of friendship, they, they fucking fuck. Alright, they do, because they are in love with each other. Next one is <laughs> Cowboy Tragicness. Uh, tragicness in True Grit is the dad dies, that's pretty much it. I don't really give a fuck about the other guy dying. <laughs> Well, no, here's the thing, right, Sanjo, I think that's a negative to the tragicness, because the Texas Ranger dies, right? But we don't give a shit. So clearly the movie's failed with the Texas Ranger. It's trying to be tragic, but it's not working. Eh, it gets a 1.5. Whoa, savage, savage. Tries to be tragic, doesn't really work. Butch Cassidy... I mean, they both die at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's pretty tragic. But also the the whole point of Butch Cassidy is that they are uh, kind of irrelevant now and they don't know what to do. There's that scene where there's like, you could try and start a farm and they're like, don't know how to. You could maybe do a ranch. Don't know how to. How about you do this? I don't know how to do that. All I know how to do is to shoot and steal. And so they are, we're going to go out in a blaze of glory. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's a really good story because you have these two characters, which are bandanas, and they're doing well, but it's coming to the end of their time, and they try and come up with other ways of living where they don't end up on the wrong side of the law. Yeah, but uh, it's all they know how to do, so they constantly end up just through circumstances being on the wrong end of the law and like stealing. Obviously, they could stop stealing stuff, but like. Again, they try and come up with ideas, but they don't know. They even try working at one point. They work in these, like, mines or whatever. They work as, like, protection, and they still fail at that. They still get ambushed, and then they just steal the money back. And they end up uh, being outlaws. And it is it is like a tragedy, because in the end, it ends up killing them. Yep, exactly. And they go out in this blaze of glory, and it's like a tragic ending, and I'm like, damn. Yeah. I really liked how uh, when they, before they go to Bolivia, um, she's like, I'll come with you, but I don't want to watch you die. I'm not going to be here for that. And then as soon as they're like, we don't know what else to do but this, she's like, I'm going back to America, bye, because she knows that they're going to die. And then they die. So I thought that was quite good. Watching their plight, because it's their plight, you know, it's not tragic in itself. It's just like, what would it happen? You know, it's 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 like they they don't have anywhere else to go. This is the end of the line for them and they they can't figure out how to get out of it. So it's like inevitable. Yeah. And that's the tragedy of everything is it's just inevitable. And I'm going to give this 
So, uh, so, uh, so 4.5. 4.5, okay. I was going to give it a 4, um, but you could give it a 4. Uh, we could give it a 4.5. 4.5, 4.5. Next category is Cowboy Music, True Grit. Don't remember. What? What, dude? The opening <laughs> song of True Grit is so fucking good, though. No, it is good. The music is by Elmer Bernstein. He's great. He does heaps of great. <laughs> you fucking bamboozled me. I thought you were actually going to give True Grit like low points for the music. And I was like, that was the one bit I thought True Grit won on was the fucking music. The True Grit. I mean, it's the guy who did Ghostbusters and like fucking The Great Escape and stuff. It, it, it's good music. Dude, that opening song was like a fucking banger. The, the opening song's good. It builds up the westernness of the mood. There's so many shots of them just riding around in music. It literally goes, when you find a man with true grit. And I was like, oh, shit. It's the name of the movie. It's the name of the movie. Damn. No, definitely. They got a whole song made for the movie, and it's a fucking banger. It's a pretty good... It's it's a pretty good song. I yeah, it's like a four. I think the music across this whole movie is really solid. Look, uh, I want to give them a little bit more points. I'm gonna I'm gonna give them a four point five. All right, four point five is fine. Speaking of music, though, I forgot to mention this when we went to characters, but uh, we do have Glenn Campbell, who is a country musician, playing the role of the beef. Yeah, but originally Elvis Presley was gonna play that character. Whoa, because Elvis loved being in westerns. Was he good in them? Probably not, but he was in a lot of westerns. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, that could have been worse, I guess. Could have been better. Could have been better or worse. Um, they were like, Elvis can't be in this because the producers of the movie were like, he will be credited third because the other two characters are more important. And so Elvis Presley was like, I'm not going to be the main character in this. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, the Butch Cassidy music, uh, raindrops uh, falling on my bloody head. Let me tell you mm. that much. Yeah, yeah. Look, the music was good in this one as well. I just, I just want to give True Grit a bone, you know. Like, but the music was pretty good in this one as well. Nothing crazy. Yeah, just your classic Western tracks. Well, no, I, I, I don't think so. I think a lot of the music in this is very Westerny, but then also not at all. Because the guy who did the soundtrack was Bert Bacharach, who also did the soundtrack to Casino Royale that we did two weeks ago. Oh, Same guy, okay. and like he wrote the song "Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head" for the song. And people at the time were like, "Why the fuck is this in a Western? This song doesn't feel like it's a Western song. Like it feels like almost the soundtrack of the movie is." modern mm. because they're in a modern world Whoa. and the western world is no longer Whoa. no longer important you know what i mean deep yeah 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 oh, yeah like that one random montage i think it's when they're doing crimes in bolivia where it's like an acapella group yeah yeah that was really weird i was gonna mention that scene because that Okay, I'll talk about the montages now, because the, there's three montages in the movie. There's the bicycle montage, there's the them going to Bolivia. That was great. Yeah, yeah, which is really random and very funny that that's in the film. Well, because it's all shown through, like, still images. Yeah, yeah, black and white photographs. Yeah. And, like, we see the characters in random, like situations like they're at a ball or something you know that's very cool i liked that one and, and the the bank robbing in bolivia uh which had that that sort of backing which almost felt like that was added in post they were like they didn't like the audio for it but i think it was i think they had planned for it to not have audio probably i really enjoyed it 
a lot of the big moments in Butch Cassidy don't have a soundtrack to them. Yeah. Like the scene where they're trying to run away from the group that's after them. This is no music for that that whole like twenty minute sequence. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's. Uh, I think it's interesting. I think you're giving it like a three or a three point five. I think a three point five is what I'm going to give it. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, like like because the music isn't like amazing like you know crazy stuff but it was nice it was good and they had some good moments with it as well it was just like it was more like back and track you know and i had zero problems with it hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince i'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing i love that luxury quality within reach go to quince.com style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order quince.com style Hey, all you guys, gals, and non-binary pals. I'm Nick. And I'm Maddie. And, and we're, we're the hosts, hosts of WTF, WTF is Happening. Australia's number one pop culture podcast, as voted by our mums. We're here to be your weekly 60-minute pop culture catch-up. You can expect stories from our personal lives that basically guarantee we'll never get a date. Legendary guest interviews where we find out which cultural moments shaped their lives. And honestly, just a touch of, like, chaotic, frantic energy. Now, as soon as you're done with the iconic podcast you're listening to right now... Go and listen and subscribe to us. Agreed. Cute. <laughs> All right, this might have to be our last category, but it's Cowboy Yikers Moments. Cowboy Yikers Moments. This is where we talk about everything that hasn't aged well. Yeah. True Grit, why the fuck is he spanking her with a twig? I don't get it. I don't like it. Well, yeah, it's that's because you're punishing a child, and when you punish a child, you spank them, right? It's just aged poorly because we don't do that anymore because, you know, it's abusive. Yeah, but, like, if you're doing that, it should be a parent, not some random guy. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I'm like, I don't like this. He's just a random dude. Well, like, it's like a school, right? They switched people at school. Yeah, but he's a random dude who's shown interest in her. Yeah. Previously. And I'm like, that's gross. She's 14. <laughs> well, yeah, if, you, if, you, if you're putting that into it, it definitely makes it worse. Absolutely. <laughs> but he's just switching her with a twig. Yeah. Like, back then, it wouldn't have been so bad. His comments earlier where he's like... Mm, if you weren't so young, I, w- I was thinking of kissing you on the lips, but you're actually rude, so I don't want to kiss you anymore. And it's like, ooh. Yeah, not because you're 14, but because you're being rude to me. That's why. Uh, you got the old Chinese man. Not that yikers, but a little bit yikers. Just a touch. Um, She calls her horse Little Blackie, which is yikers. Don't do that. Don't like that. Well, I mean, it's a child and it's a black horse, so... Yeah, but it's a western, so it's racist. Oh, oh, absolutely. And, like, she didn't call it that. The writers called it called it that. There's a little bit of Native American racism. There's the start of the film where you've got, like, the servant guy. Yeah, him as well, him as well. Yeah. But the worst, the worst moment in, in the movie is where she's captured by Ned Pepper. Um, Ned Pepper gives her to... The guy who killed her dad. And is like, you two stay here. We're just going to go 
drop these guys off and then we'll come back for you. And, um, you know, he's the bad guy. So he's like, yeah. oh, I killed your dad. I'm going to kill you too. And she's like, oh my God, no. Oh my God, no. But she's like, well, clearly you're working for Pepper, right? You're working for Pepper. He's going to give you money. And so she says the line, if you molest me, he won't pay you. Yeah. Everyone keeps calling John Wayne fat during the whole movie as well. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say in terms of Yikers, obviously, I think you want to score yeah, the amount of Yikers you've got, the lower your score gets, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lower score you get is because you've got the most Yikers. So this is like a one. I reckon this is probably like a 1.5, honestly. 1.5, 1. 1.5? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the movie is a little bit of a feminist movie with a with a woman cowboy, you know what I mean? Yeah, a little bit, that's true. A little it, bit. Should, it should give credit... Credit where credit's due. Yeah. There's, like, the female lead, and we can appreciate that. Uh, moving on to Yikes moments from Butch Cassidy. There is none. Aside from one scene. <laughs> Whoa, no. <laughs> this scene. So, Butch Cassidy, he's at a brothel. He's getting it on. Yep. Fuck it up, I guess. And meanwhile, Su- Sundance Kid breaks into a random woman's home. Mm. And you're like, oh no, what are you doing? Uh-oh. She comes home, she starts undressing, he's watching, he's like, <laughs> oh, he, no. he, he pulls a gun on her, she notices, and he's like, well, bl- bl- bloody, keep going, Miss Teacher Lady. Oh no. And I was uncomfortable as fuck. I was like, I was not expecting this in my movie. Oh, absolutely. So was I. I was like, what the fuck is going on? This movie was going so well up until this point. What the fuck? Anyway, it turns out that they're that they're they're dating, and this is just a thing he does. Which he's just pranking her. Like she plays into it, so that I guess she's fine. It's like a she's kink fine thing. with it. Yeah, but yeah. I'm like, but I, uh... look, a fake out rape scene is still a rape scene till the fake out, right? It is. I don't like this scene. Cut it out from the movie. It doesn't add anything. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it did not. It did not. But aside from that, I think it aged very well. I think it's maybe it's not even racist. Well, that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They literally go to Bolivia and are like, "Oh shit, we don't know the fucking language." <laughs> yeah, fuck, and they have to learn the language. It's great. I guess maybe the fact that Bolivia is shown to be quite poor might be a little, but not really because that's kind of where they went. No, they go to like a fancy restaurant. Yeah, like it's aged well. The only thing is like. They do call Native Americans Indians, but, like, uh, again, it was the time. Yeah. So, I don't even know if you could say that. I don't know. No, I think I think that film could be that film could be released today and it would do quite well. For sure. Um, except for that rape scene. So... Aside from that one scene. So, so, out of five stars, how much do you think that fake-out scene affects this rating? Oh, four. I think it's a four. It's definitely, like, a big pointer. For sure. Because that one was... It, Look, this is the Yikers section, and that was the biggest. That like after that scene, I was like, "What? Whoa! What? Why would you do that?" I, I was thinking the whole time. I'm like, "How do you save this? Yeah. How How do you save this character? Because it's meant to be an endearing character, right? We meant to like this character. How do you save it? And then it's like, oh, they actually know each other. They're lovers. Oh, okay, okay. But still, it's like, no, 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 not great. No, a great moment. So four, four. For True Grit out of five, what would you give it for its cowboy cowboyness? Oh, cowboy cowboyness, I would give it a declining four. Ooh, a declining four, because they are indeed law enforcement officers, which is very cowboy-y, yeah. but not 
cowboyness. Yes. I agree. Four for True Grit. For Butch Cassidy, those are two cowboys. That's five at five. <laughs> I would give it a cowboys are declining five out of five. Oh, I agree. I agree. And the, the, the final ca- category is cowboy red deadness. Ah. Now, True Grit feels like a, like side, a side quest, quest. from Red Dead. So I'm going to give it a five out of five. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Uh, I'll give you that one, because I haven't played as much Red Dead as you. I, I certainly did play a bit of it. I need to get back into it. What a good game. There's just there's just a lot in that game I need to go through, you know? It's a big one. It's a big one. Um, okay, yeah, five out of five. Five out of five are true great. Because, like, it, you know, it just kind of feels like a... I guess... Oh, actually, not really, because uh, the main characters are law enforcement officers. But also, you can work for the law in Red Dead, so it is still very Red Dead. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's it's Red Dead because you've got the big murdering bad guy as the law enforcement guy, right? That's true. It's a good point. It's like this side character, this girl, has come up to you in Red Dead and is like, Hey, I heard you're working for the law enforcement at the moment. Can you please help me get revenge because my dad died? And then you go on this adventure and you pick up this random Texas Ranger guy who dies and you're like, thank God. Indeed. And then, yeah. Uh, maybe a 4.5. Maybe right, uh, I'll, I'll drop it down to a 4.5. Yeah. They never do any big crime, so it's not it's not true Red Deadness. For uh, Butch Cassidy, Red Deadness, pretty high, because the plot of Butch Cassidy is pretty much just the plot of Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. In that the West is over. I would also give it a 4.5. I feel like 4.5 is good, because they are indeed banditos, and they are shooting people, but they go to Bolivia, and everyone knows Red Dead, and it only takes place in America, so uh, loses a couple points there. Mm. Loses a couple points. But the plot is essentially, they are cowboys in a declining cowboy world, and they they have to leave their home to go to a new place to establish themselves as cowboys there, you know? It's- That's true. That's the whole point of Red Dead. And also, they are in a five-star chase with the law for about half of the movie, which is very Red Dead. That's true. So, I'll... I'll- I'll give it a 4.5. I'll give it a 4.5. I think 4.5 is good. I think 4.5. And that is all of the objective facts done. Excellent. Excellent. I've now got to add everything up while Zach fills uh, time. Uh, so uh, in True Grit, my favorite scene is when um, the guy's about to blab on um, the other bandit. And so the other bandit goes crazy with a knife and just stabs him. That was pr- uh, that was a good scene. That was pretty, pretty wild. Uh, my favorite scene in... Um, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, aside from the whole, like, I'm stealing your girl, and it's like, take her, because uh, that was a good one. I really liked the train conductor. So though they rob the train once, and they go to the safe, right? Oh, wait, I thought you were talking about the train driver who's like, I'm just a big fan. I want to watch you rob my train. <laughs> I mean, that's good as well. The whole <laughs> scene's just great. But no, they go to the safe at the back of the train, but they have to get in the secure carriage. Yeah, And there's yeah, yeah. a guy behind the, the thing, and they're like, open up or we're going to have to blow it up. And he's like, I'm sorry, but I can't let you in. I've got explicit orders. And he's like, yeah, but like, I'm going to blow it up anyway, so you might as well open it. And he's like, I'm still not going to do it. And he's like, okay, we'll stand back. We're about to blow up the door. They blow up the door. They get in. And he's like, are you okay then, buddy? And he's like, yeah, I'm okay. And there's like, okay, good buddy, you sit tight. They don't pay you enough for this. And then they steal the money. 
they rob a train again, and it's the same guy. And the 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 uh, Butch Cassidy's like, hey, it's a buddy, hey, buddy old pal. And then uh, and then he tricks him into opening the door. Exactly. And it's and it's great because they meet the same character again, which is very funny to me. That's very funny. I agree. I I think it's a fun time. It's good to see. I love I love that Butch Cassidy was just like, hey, it's our buddy. It's yep. the guy, you know. And they like good buds, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, I've got the final scores here. It's out of a possible 50. Oh, and, and the, tr- the, the like, guy guarding the safe is like, you know what? If I was gonna, if I was gonna have my money robbed by any bandit, it would be you. I would want you to <laughs> rob me, you know? And I was like, ah, that's a great line. I loved, I just love, like, casualness in these sort of movies. Yes. Just people being like, ah, I'm getting robbed. All right, fuck it, let's go. <laughs> you know? Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. That sort of stuff is great. All right. It's time for the results of the bonus battle. The b- 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 bonus battle conclusion. Even though we gave one an oldie and a goodie, so it's obvious what won and what didn't. Well, coming in. Well, that was our opinion, Sandra. That was now our opinion. Let's opinions. see if the science matches up with our opinions. That's right. Uh, out of a possible 50 points on 31 out of 50, which is still positive, is True Grit. 31 out of 50. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's like a three out of five, which is what I would rate it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty much aligns with my rating. Wow, there you go, there you go. And coming in with forty three point five points, Ooh. and I do famously hate point fives. It is Butch Cassidy forty three point five, which is actually a little bit lower than what I would rate it personally. Yeah, yeah, there you go, there you go. Well, I four point four because you round out the point five, you know, and then I'm like, that's probably what I'd rate it. Yeah, there you go. Once again, science matches up with the facts, you know? It's, it's Wow, who, who'd have thought that objective science matches with... Our opinions. Our opinions. Our opinions are just objectively the best, I guess. That's right. And that's the whole episode, and that's also the end of the year. There you go. Oh my god, we're done. But not really, because, Zach, <gasps> you've got to pick another movie for, for, for February, actually, though. For, for February? Oh, that's a while away. That's right. Um, we are. So usually what we do at the end of the year is we do like a recap episode. But as you've noticed, this one's coming out on Christmas. So we don't really have time to do a recap episode. Um, and that's because, well, we are going to do a recap episode. But because we are continuing next year from 1970 to 2000, we'll do a recap episode at the end of all that. And we'll do the entire series all in one, all of it, because we did all the years. Yeah. We'll do a whole, a massive one. Yeah. At the end. It'll be good. It's going to be good. Um, we are going to be taking a little bit of a break uh, for the next month. For all of January, we'll be off. Uh, but all of the Evil Dead Patreon episodes are going to be coming out. So yeah. we'll look forward to those over the next five weeks. But we will be back in February as we start with 1970. And Zach, it is up to you to pick what that movie is. And we may as well do it now. Okay. All right, let's have a look. What uh, what movies are in uh, 1970, Sandra? Well, you got quite a few. You've got a movie called Scrooge. <gasps> Scrooge McDuck? No. Oh, the original Scrooge. It's Christmas Carol. Good old Scrooge, a classic. <gasps> what about Beneath the Planet of the Apes? Uh, I think they kind of fell off around that point, honestly. Ooh. Yeah. Fell yeah. off? Damn. Uh, what about Beyond the Valley of the Dolls? What the shit is that? Uh, about three girls who come to Hollywood to make it big, but they only find sex, drugs, and sleaze. Because we are getting into the 70s, which is when movies started to get a little bit 
independent because movies got too expensive. Man, there's a lot of good movies because uh, we have two mules for Sister Sarah. Oh, that's a good name for a, for a film. That's that's a Clint Eastwood um, mm. Wild West, if you want to keep that one going. What if we do Tora Tora Tora, which is the Japanese Pearl Harbor movie? Ah, mm. probably one that's a bit more realistic. What about uh, the Dunwich Horror? Ooh, that could be fun. That could be fun. Just looks like your classic like monster horror movie with a with a Medusa's head. You could do The Bird with the Crystal Plumage, which is a Italian horror film. What about The Aristocrats? The Aristocats. Ooh, The Aristocrats. No, no, no. Aristocats. Oh. Aristocats. I don't care then. I, I only care about the aristocrats. Yeah, sorry. I, I mispronounced that for you. No, I'm talking about the Disney classic for your aristocats. What, 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 what about the railway children? A bunch Ooh. of kids are on a train. What about Taste the Blood of Dracula? Ooh, that could be good. That could be good. Man, I'm looking at these movies. There's a lot of low budget kind of independent movies. Which is getting me very excited for next year. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. There's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff coming out. There's a lot of good stuff, but Zach, you've only got to pick one. Which one are you gonna are you gonna bloody pick? Is it gonna be Airports, a movie about a bomber on a plane? <laughs> and that movie is what Airplane, featuring Leslie Nielsen, directly oh. makes fun of. That's what that movie directly makes fun of. That's right. No, no, no. I'm gonna pick Elvis. That's the way it is. Don't pick an Elvis movie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. No, but Sandro. Sandro. What? It's me, Arnold. Why are you doing an Arnie voice? We haven't done an Arnie movie in, like, two two years. I know. We haven't done an Arnold movie, so we have to do an Arnold movie. I'm bringing you back to the classic, his first film ever. Wait, there's an Arnie movie from 1970? There is. It's literally his first movie that he ever made. Um, Ooh. We are going to do Hercules in New York. <laughs> oh my god, this is Arnold's first ever movie. This is his first one. Yeah, yeah. Hercules in New York. Have you seen it? I haven't. I had. I hadn't even heard of it. Oh, you haven't. <laughs> I, I. I've seen this film. You've seen this before. Yeah, I've seen this film before because it was Arnold's first movie. So I think I, you know, looked it up. Is it good? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's Arnold's first movie, so it's quite funny. He plays Hercules, who comes to New York and becomes a bodybuilder? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so so Hercules, yeah, he comes to New York and is, like, trying to figure out what the fuck's going on and uh, doesn't know anything because he's dumb Hercules in New York, right? But then he just becomes a bodybuilder because he's insanely strong. That's so funny. I don't want to spoil anything, but he does, like, something strong, and someone else is like, oh, you're really strong, you should be a bodybuilder, you know? Alright, well, in February, we're doing Hercules in New York. Until then, make sure to follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, at OldieBuddyGoodyPod, on everything. Uh, you can go to Patreon.com forward slash OldieBuddyGoodyPod. If you want, I would say sign up in the new year, because we are changing a couple things in January, but sign up there. Mm. You can get ad-free episodes, you can get early episodes, and you can get our entire back catalogue of bonus episodes, uh, including all those Evil Dead reviews. If you hear the first one next week and you're like, I want to hear them all now, you can. Go to Patreon. Um, you got some new episodes, some new Patreon episodes up there too, including uh, Friday the 
the 13th, part seven. We did that one uh, last week. That's up now. Go check that out. It was a movie. It, it definitely was a movie. I watched it. It was very movie. It was very movie. And, um, yeah, man, there's just so much up there. There's, like, the K-dramas. Oh, the K-dramas. I can't wait for uh, later on this year. We do a little bit of K-drama 2, K-drama 3. That's right. We're doing K-drama 3. Yeah, K-drama 3. Yeah, 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. K-drama 3. That's right. Can't wait. Can't wait. And on Patreon, uh, we are only going to be doing one episode a month for the next year, aside from K-Drama 3, uh, which will start around mid-year. Um, that's the only place where you're going to be able to get new content from us in January is Patreon. There's a bonus episode coming out, kind of like mid-January, I think. I don't know what we're doing on that, because uh, the poll hasn't gone up by the time that we've recorded, but I'm sure it'll be something funny, like kill a condom. That'd be pretty funny. <gasps> kill a condom! Killer condom. Wouldn't that be hilarious if we have to watch that? Gotta wear protection, but how can you protect yourself from the protection? Oh, from the protect. Exactly. <laughs> That's gonna be pretty funny. Anyway, uh, plus some other things to plug as well outside of our usual stuff. Reese Parton, who you probably heard from the Bond episodes. I've heard him before. Reese and I have another podcast called Aussie Nerds Talk Stuff. Uh, there are new episodes out reviewing the brand new Doctor Who specials. Oh, Pog. So check that out. Um, the 60th anniversary ones is out now. The Christmas special is out soon. Zach, you'd love the Christmas special because there's goblins on a pirate ship. Goblins on a pirate ship? <laughs> Those are like two of my favorite things. <laughs> Monkey goblins. Oh, my goodness. And in the new year, make sure that you subscribe to Aussie Nerds Talk Stuff, because in the new year, Zach, you're going to be coming on doing some more Bond movies, because you don't know enough about Bond. You need to know more Bond, Zach. I don't even know. Who who even is Bond? It, uh, who I don't even... Secret agents? Never heard of them. Like, you've watched three of them with Reese and I now. The Living Daylights, Doctor No, Casino Royale doesn't really count, but you've watched it. Casino Royale does not count. You just don't know enough about Bond, so you've got to know more. I'm pretty sure every Bond movie uh, after this will be exactly like Casino Royale, which means <laughs> all of them are bad. Until I'm proven otherwise. Well, then we got to prove you otherwise. I have watched Skyfall, so I know that's not <laughs> the case. And also, on top of that, uh, I've got a musical duo called Kegel and Greg. We've got an EP that's out. No. It's out as an EP. It's called Scattershot. Go listen to it, I guess. You you mean you you helped Kegel and Greg make that? Because oh, you are I, not. Yeah, yeah. I ghost wrote it. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're the ghostwriter. Whoa. Yeah, 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 don't yeah, yeah, don't yeah. tell anybody. Don't tell anyone. Sandro's secret ghostwriter. And it's called Kegel, Kegel and Greg and Dan Derson Scattershot EP. Check that out. It's out Ooh. everywhere right now, I think. It was probably out last week, but we're banking them and I forgot to mention it. That's the whole episode. Fantastic. You have a very Merry Christmas and a financially uh, fruitful year. <laughs> All right, well, we've done the bonus battle, so now I guess we can do the- I guess we can do the- the showdown. I- I think yes. I know enough now, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We- uh, after studying these movies, I think we've got this in the bag, Sandro. Oh, are you gonna join me for the showdown? Of course! Oh. Like, that's- that's the whole point of me being here, so it'd be even, right? Excellent. You think I'm gonna give Harry Grindle Matthews his body back for the duel? That's a good point. All right, Harry's- Harry's, where are you? We're ready for the duel. Come on out. Did someone call my name? Uh, I was too busy making a plate blueprint. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, you're you're very good at making plates. It's a circle, if you didn't know. Some of them are squares <laughs> and other irregular shapes. So actually, it took me a long time. Yep. It took you an abnormally long time. I forgot how long it took me to design plates. Yeah, a couple of hours or something. Yeah, yeah. It takes you a while to make those plates, it's true. Approximately the time that it takes to talk about True Grit and Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. <laughs> Approximately, yeah, yes. That's yep. two films, by the way. Butch Cassidy is not one film <laughs> and the Sundance Kid a separate film. It's actually Butch Cassidy... And the Sundance Kid. Yeah, yep. one, yep. But now it's, one it's, film it's time like for the Batman jewel now. And We're Robin. getting to the jewel where we murder Sandro. And then it's like, or it's like Turner and Hooch. Uh-huh. It's one film, but it's got an and in it. So it's not talking about two separate films. Oh, uh, I certainly hope that you've got some sort of like big reveal or something. Because I, I don't think we're going to be able to get through a showdown with the orphan on this tangent. Ah, uh, Yes. With my previous self's excellent plate expertise, we have constructed the ultimate device to Josie defeat you, Sandra. and the pussycat. <laughs> no, no, not that one. That one was for after we killed Sandro. Yeah, well, I'm just giving examples of films with an and in it, so you're not confused about Butch Cassidy. And yeah, yeah, we got that. We got that bit. And the Sundance Kid. Okay, okay. No, okay. We've Sun got we got that bit. Sandro There's two. Sun, Sundance. Yes. Sandro Dance. They watched, they watched two movies. <laughs> we, we got that. We got that. They watched two movies. Sun, Sundance, Sundance Kid. Yes. <laughs> and now it is time for us to do the final showdown, The Jewel. And do the big reveal. Final showdown time. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's what it's, it's what's been leading up to. You remember, younger me, the reveal that we were going to do to defeat Sandro, yes? Wait, we're not going to do a showdown. You've got another reveal. The showdown is as a result of the reveal, oh. which you would know if you waited <laughs> to listen. Yeah, yeah. Get him, gotcha, younger gotcha, me. Right. <laughs> ah, but yes. Finally, we shall defeat you here on the moon, quotation marks. <laughs> what do you mean, quotation marks? What have you done to the moon? Because while you've been podcasting, you haven't noticed, but everything is oddly ceramic, wouldn't you say? Oddly spherical and or cu- cubical and or oblong. The moon is feeling a curiously little bit flat. Wouldn't you say? I would say that, but I am a flat earther, so I I assumed that that would be the case. Uh, yes. I I accounted for this, (laughs) hoping you wouldn't notice. But, you see, the moon is actually a giant plate! Plate! Oh my god, what? The moon is a plate? Uh, Yes, when I was making my factory, it was secretly not to make plates on the moon, but to make plates... Of the moon. Oh my god! <laughs> what, how, so, did you blow up the moon and replace it with a plate? No, we sort of just like mined it for its minerals and then sculpted it into a giant plate oh. using advanced ceramic techniques. I can't believe I didn't notice this during the past. Yeah, it was really, it was very loud. It was very obvious. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're very unattentive. We had to transport an even bigger kiln yeah. through to the moon. 
Yeah, it's like the size of the Death Star, that thing. It's crazy. Oh my god, so you've replaced the sun with a giant kiln? <laughs> no, we harnessed the sun's power for the giant kiln. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Wait, so what is your plan for this plate, then? We were going to smash you with it. Oh! <laughs> yeah! We're gonna pound you into the plate. In the ultimate ironic act of revenge, <laughs> you who like smashing plates so much will be smashed by a plate. That's so ironic. I love it. I mean, I hate it. That's so evil of you two. Zach, what's your opinions on this? Uh, well... Uh, this would probably be a great time to tell you that I actually fixed the time travel device. Oh, fucking finally. I was meant to, to review movies until 1969 so that I could travel back to 2023. So finally you fixed it. We can do it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, yeah. I fixed it. I fixed it like two episodes ago, but I thought oh, the format was sake. pretty good. <laughs> so I kept it going for a bit. But yeah, here it is. Look, I've got the time travel device ready to go. Uh, it just needs a few adjustments now that the moon is actually a giant plate that might uh, interfere with things. That's right. Take that, Harry Grindle Matthews. What do you have to say to yourself? I've foiled you once again. No! I'm plans! Younger me, this is all your fault! How's it my fault? I'm not the one who's got all the experience of being an adult. It's your fault. Yeah, well, we are the same person, so if it's my fault, it's still your fault. Yeah, but but technically it's not because um, I haven't evolved into being the person whose fault it is yet. That's true. Your frontal uh, cortex has not developed yet. That's right. I don't even know what a frontal cortex is. That's how <laughs> undeveloped it is. <laughs> yes, I can tell you're very undeveloped. That's for sure. Yes, I'm not taking that as an insult because it's true and I am a child. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, we, we gotta go. Zach, we gotta go. I mean, technically you're a teenager, but that's fine. Zach, we gotta go. Oh, okay. I'm a teenager, but you know, it's, it's same, same thing. Teenagers are children, really. I was a late bloomer, okay? I was a late bloomer. <laughs> And Sandro, I'm sending you back to the future now. Oh, it's whirring up. I can hear the beeps. Oh, I can hear it beeping and booping too. Oh, it's getting a bit warm. Uh, uh, oh, whoa! Oh, you dropped it, and it's it's slowly dropping towards the surface. Oh, it's dropping. It's dropping really slowly because of the gravity. We could probably easily dive and grab it. It's dropping so slowly towards the surface of the moon. But Zach, if that hits the moon, is it gonna blow up? Mm, no, it probably just shattered dramatically. Oh no, the moon's gonna break! <laughs> ah! We are going to ruin the times! Where am I? Oh, Sandro, you're finally awake! What? What, what do you mean, finally awake? What is that beeping? Am I in a hospital? Uh, yeah. You've been in a coma for, like, a year. For a year? What do you mean? We yeah. were back in time. We were killing Harry Grindel Matthews what? on the moon because of all the plates. What? Who are you talking about? What the... Uh, no, that was that was all a dream, Sandra. You've been in a coma for a year. I uh, I dropped a experimental device on your head uh, at the start of the year before we did any podcasting, and um, well, you fell asleep the whole year. What? But, but the orphan... Who looked a lot like Ben, but as a child, but with Ben's adult face, was there. Oh, yeah, ben, Ben's here. Ben's been by your side pretty much the whole year. Sandra, I'm so glad that you're finally awake. It's been really hard on all of us to see you there <laughs> mm. with your eyes closed, with the tubes coming out of your mouth and nose. It's true. 
It's been it's been really traumatizing, actually. So I'm glad that that bit is finally over. Mm. Oh no! Oh yeah, we've been feeding you, well, trying to feed you all of this food from 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 the hospital on these beautiful white plates, but unfortunately, we it couldn't fit in your mouth, so we had to use yet more tubes. Mm. Mm. So it's really it's really fantastic that that you're back uh, in the land of the living. Yeah, oh, I'm here, it's great. Oh, look, I'm right next to a window, and out of the window I can see all my friends. Nate is out there, Rob, mm. Zach, mm. Chloe, Jack, <laughs> Valaris, yep. Jacob. Yep, he's here. Sandy. Ah, uh, yep. Robert. Yep. Han. Yep. Luke and Reese. Yep. They're all out there. Yeah. Everyone who was on the podcast this year. What what podcast? We didn't do a podcast. You were knocked out for a year. Oh, I mean, it was in my head. It was it, it was a Does that mean that we have to do the whole season again? Uh, we didn't do a season, so it wouldn't be again. Technically, you'll be doing it for the first time, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> You're so welcome. I am the logical continuity officer. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm glad to have you here when Sandro wakes up. He's always a bit, you know, ditzy when he wakes up. Well, he's always a bit ditzy when he's woken up anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's rude. That's it. That's it. I'm going back into a coma. Where's a plate? <laughs> no, 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 Sandro, come back. Sandro, Sandro, we need to record an episode for this year, you know? We needed to... The fans are waiting, you know? We gotta, we gotta get back to work. When is it? It's Christmas Day of 2023. That's true. Why, I think I'm going to need approximately five weeks to recover from this, so we'll be back in February <laughs> to review movies from 1970 to 2000. That seems fair. I'll see you all next time! See you all next time! Next time!